Have you ever wanted to talk to a complete stranger? Somebody on the bus, in class, at the grocery store? Not just to hit on them, but just to talk. Have a moment. Here's something real. And here's your chance to do that. This is Story Talk, the conversation you've never heard. And today's conversation, passion. I'm Kat Brandos, Story Talk producer and your host today. I feel like it's probably one of those things like love, like if you're out like, what's my passion I need to find? That's Anne. She's an artist and works at a natural food store in Missoula, Montana. You, you gotta be inspired by something. This is Tom. He's originally from Butte. They all called me Wero, which is like little white boy. And that's Harris. He's a senior at the University of Montana studying business and Spanish. He's part of the Story Talk team. And I'm hosting this week, so you'll hear me too. Let's get started. So to start off pretty basic, what are you passionate about? Um, well, one thing that's kind of actually a, a new passion, which I was doing this morning, which I thought would be perfect for this, um, was I recently started volunteering with the Special Olympics, because um, I'm in a fraternity here on campus, and our philanthropy is for the Ability Experience, which deals with ha- handicapped people. Um, and yeah, I just like started a few weeks ago volunteering at like basketball camps at the YMCA with Special Olympics athletes and stuff, and I never thought it would be like so much fun and, and everything, and it's like I have like a good time, and it's like the people are really cool, and I meet a lot of people, and so it's just something that's like sort of like a new passion that I've recently found that I'm super stoked about. And I too, I have a new passion as well, Harris. It's uh, in the area of fitness, and I've been doing various types of fitness since the early 90s. Uh, and in the last couple of years, I've discovered a fitness program here in Missoula called ULA, and it's a dance fitness program is what it is, and it's, uh, it's something that really, uh, uh, really grows on you. It's uh, tremendous uh, aerobic, uh, builds aerobic capacity. It's a great aerobic workout. It's, high inten- it's really as high intensity as you want it to be, and a couple of weeks ago, I took the instructor training, so... In the last couple of weeks, I've been been learning new songs because one of the requirements after you take instructor training, if you want to become certified, is to uh, have a 16-song playlist and produce a, a videotape and uh, you know either pass or fail. And so I've been I've been learning the music and uh, the choreography and the the cueing prompts, and it's uh, it's pretty cool. I uh, I hadn't uh, done anything quite just like it nor quite as stimulating in a long time so since i don't work as much as i used to i now have time to pursue something in the arts so it's kind of cool that is cool i i've taken a couple ula classes myself and i knew a gal who did the instructor training and it sounds like it really kicks your butt so that indeed (laughs) (laughs) um so i i feel like my passion switched throughout my life some people are I think I think they're lucky to just have the one, and then they just get to go for it their entire life. But um, I am, I, and I hope this one stays my whole life. I'm passionate about hiking. I really like, which I mean, that's one reason I ended up in Montana, um, and long distance hiking and backpacking. And um, a couple of years ago, my partner and I hiked the Appalachian Trail from Georgia to Maine. And then um, just last year, I did the John Muir Trail, and I decided to try and see if I would enjoy doing it by myself. And so I did that. So, and I loved it. Um, I suspected I would, but you just never know until you try. So that's definitely a passion of mine. And um, 
My other passion that's been more or less sustained for a long time is art. I did do a little studying art here at the university. Um, and I've done art ever since I was a kid, and now I'm st restarting my sign painting business, and that's been a great deal of fun with a lot of creativity um, and also really satisfying to make money doing art, um, which is kind of hard to do sometimes. Um, but the thing is that one like ebbs and flows, and so it throws me for a loop all the time because, you know, I'm thinking, well, I, I love this and I'm going to love it, and then it'll be like, I'm taking a vacation, and where'd you go? So it, I'd say it's a passion, but it sometimes comes and goes. That's all. Nice. So on that note, what, how, um, what does passion feel like as, you know, like instead of something that you really like, it's something that you're really passionate about? What's the difference between those? Um, I mean, for me, passion is like, a lot of like I think motivation and like the feeling of passion go hand in hand per se um, if that makes sense but I just find myself a lot more motivated to do the things that I'm super passionate about um, for instance going and volunteering or um, something that I recently picked up is I started playing a lot of racquetball I played in high school and I started playing again um, and now I'm just really like motivated to play I mean I go at, almost every single day and everything it's just kind of where your like feelings and emotions um, become centralized on that topic per se. So you're really motivated. It's something that you want to do and it drives you. You know, that's a good way of putting it. I think uh, it's about the intensity of the, 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 the like or uh, to me it's about, uh, you know, I, I get up in the morning because of things I'm passionate about. Also, i got to go feed the horses and the dogs and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But and I like to do that, but I'm not passionate about that. I'm passionate about squash, as an example. You and I need to get together and play squash sometime. Absolutely. I like racquetball as well, but I'm passionate about squash. And, gee, I'd love to go do the John Muir Trail. Are you, are you referring to the one in Scotland, yes, or oh, different no, one? Oh, no, the one in California. Oh, ah, okay. Because I'd like to do the one in Scotland. There's one in Scotland, which looks awesome. So you mentioned that. I think, oh, gosh, Scotland, I need to do, do that the next time I, I get a chance to uh, go to the U.K., um, I'd love to do that. I'm, I like hiking. I can't say as I'm passionate about it, but uh, I am passionate about other things as well. I, I think to me it's about the intensity of the, the like. I thought for a second when you said squash that you meant like produce. <laughs> I was like, I like squash too. I wouldn't say I'm passionate. Um, for me, I think it's a little different what makes me feel like I'm passionate about something it's because, as I said, like the intensity will the intensity will vary. Of um, and I'm just not I'm not by nature an obsessive person. My partner is, and he works it to great advantage because he will look at every detail and he wakes up, like you said, just into it and wanting to. Whereas I am just naturally just a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, but when I'm doing something that I'm passionate about, I feel a sense of flow and. I mean, it's one of those things you learn in college about psychology and Csikszentmihalyi and the flow, but but it's basically um, in layperson's terms where you kind of lose track of time. And and I'm a very time-oriented person, so if I lose track of time, that's really saying something. So when I'm painting, even if the weather is 
nasty out, which two days ago it was snowing on me while I was painting wildflowers, which was kind of ironic. But I had no idea. I didn't, I didn't feel hungry. You know, I didn't think about what time it was. Um, and so that really tips me off that I'm, you know, feeling that way. And the same with hiking. I can... um, when is passion not helpful? I'd say for me, passion's not helpful when I have other other things that are more important, but I'm not as passionate about. And I mean, for instance, if I'm going to go volunteer, going to go play racquetball, but I have a Spanish essay due tomorrow, then I mean, it's way easier for you to just kind of be like, oh, well, I mean, I'll get to that stuff later. This is more important per se, because you're more, I guess, like what I said earlier, like more motivated to do it. Um, and so it can maybe get in the way of, of some other things that you're not as passionate about, but yet they're like the tedious things that you would have to do um, in order to, I guess, I guess I'm in school, so it's kind of easier for me to differentiate because, I mean, I really don't care about a lot of the subjects that I'm studying right now. Um, but I have to do them, you know, because I have to get a good job. So it's a little different, but, yeah. I had a minute to think of it, and I can't think of a time when passion's gotten in the way for me. My passions have changed over the years. I was, when I was going to college, I was passionate about the fraternity, and I was passionate about going to the Stockmans and working as a bartender, and I was passionate about, sometimes about going to school, but not very often. So, I, I guess in that, you know, my passion for social things, going to college, got in the way of the academic things, although to a certain extent. When I went to school, back to school at MSU, I was more passionate about the the academic part because I was really interested in engineering and so there's there's an example I just talked myself into an example passion can get in the way but as I worked through my working career I was passionate about the jobs that I was had, had. I, I was passionate about the people that I worked with I was passionate about team building about creating value about um, being successful I was passionate about facilitating teams and uh, guided discovery and all that kind of stuff I mean, that stuff still lights my fire. If I had to go back and work next Tuesday, those would be the kinds of things I would want to do because I, I really and truly enjoyed and was passionate about doing those kinds of things. Now my passion has changed because uh, I'm in a different place in a different time, and so I'm doing things that, that I'm passionate about. Hard, hard to find too many times when I've had uh, difficulty being able to you know, differentiate between those things that I had to do and those things that I really wanted to do and, and the things that I was passionate about. The only example I could think of for it not being helpful would be if if a person has a passion for something but no outlet. Like, uh, I mean, this is going way back, but when I was in middle school, I really was passionate about acting, but nobody would cast me in their plays. So that was very frustrating. And of course, being a middle schooler, I was extremely dramatic about it. But, you know, and it eventually worked out. But I can remember that was difficult. Um, hopefully, most people could find a way to channel whatever passion they have that they don't have the opportunity for in some other direction. But I could see whereas if you were you know, in a war zone or impoverished, or, I mean, those are really dramatic examples, but then your passion, it would be really hard to, you'd be focusing on your basic needs in life and not many opportunities. And so I don't know how that feels. I'm lucky, I guess. Yeah, go ahead. 
because that you know that can be a driver when you when you find that you're passionate about something and there isn't a, there is an outlet or, or a means to express and do that can be a driver for you and an example comes to mind to me I started to uh, participate in the classes two years ago or year year and nine months ago we were spending most of our time in in San Antonio at the time and there, there's no such thing as ULA fitness in in Texas just yet but there's Zumba and you know Zumba's everywhere so I I thought well I really like this dance fitness thing called ULA but all there is is Zumba in in uh, Bernie Texas so that's what I did and I, I really and truly missed the intensity and the and the variety and the and, and the unique choreography associated with ULA so over the past 18 months I've come to the conclusion that you know if I want it to be in Texas and I'm going to have to bring it there myself and so the passion for it and the desire to be able to or being able to instruct it has caused me to do what I've done over the last month or so and I'll someday take it to Texas and so it's a driver it's a driver or it can be a driver I think those opportunities when you you find that you don't have a, an outlet for it. So how do you find new passions? I think by just being really open to new things. For instance, I define new passions. I kind of, for the Special Olympics thing, I really didn't want to do it at first. The, um, one of the kids who's in my fraternity, he's been doing it for eight years. He's super into it, super intense about it. And he was basically come on, like, you guys, we need volunteer hours you have to do it and at first I thought it was going to be something that was just going to be super frustrating super tedious where it, I wasn't really going to make a difference or anything but I just sort of like agreed to go and then I went and it was just something that was super cool um, and so I think just just having an open mind and being willing to try new things even though I wasn't super willing I, w I knew that it's okay it's only an hour and a half it's only once a week it can't be that bad and then I went and it's now it's to the point where it's like, oh, wow, the hour and a half went by just like that. This was really sweet. And so, yeah. what, do you, what do you do there? Like, um, yeah, so I get to the YMCA, and we uh, just like warm up, stretch, and we run the uh, athletes through basketball drills. So, for instance, last Wednesday, I got to work on defense, which was actually a really good workout for me because I um, – you mean like you get down like in the defensive position, for instance, and you have them do different drills. You teach them how to shoot free throws, teach them how to dribble, and then at the very end, they scrimmage and stuff. And a lot of the athletes are very high-functioning um, athletes with disabilities, so there's some people that definitely fight for boards and like have layups and can score like and dribble and be good at basketball. So it's it's pretty fun. Um, for me, I don't. I've never had a problem finding passions. It's. I'm not sure if it's like a first-world problem. To, oh, it's my passion. Um, I mean, everybody. Everybody has passions, though. Um, I feel like it's probably one of those things like love. Like if you're out like, what's my passion? I need to find I need to find it. It's probably less likely to happen to you. Like you're obsessing about it or focusing on it or focusing on your lack of it. Um, I definitely have periods where I'm not doing anything I'm particularly passionate about, but I actually feel like those are valuable. Um, I had a teacher who referred to that time as filling the well, like a well from which you draw up, you know, the materials and you, but you can, I mean, some people have wells that are constantly overflowing. I don't know, Mozart or uh, there are a lot of people who's, who just go and go and go. Um, 
but for a lot of us too, I think that fallow periods are important. I mean, for soil, you have to rest the soil sometimes. And, and, uh, so I try not to get freaked out or, you know, feel low or less worthy if I'm, you know, just doing the things I need to do and taking pleasure in the small things, just, you know, nice sunrise. I don't know. Uh, and let it happen naturally. What you said about passion and talent and how it goes hand in hand, doesn't necessarily go hand in hand, um, was really interesting for me because I have a, a good friend of mine who um, he is, he needs to lose like a lot of weight, like at least 100 pounds. And he uh, came to one of my racquetball tournaments and he watched me play a game against a kid, like a 24 year old kid from Spokane. Um, who I like, yeah, I played in the open division, shouldn't have done that. I lost like 15 2, like 15 4, and just was diving a bunch. Like, I had no skin on my knees. And I came out, and my friend who's, who was just like, Hey, Harris, you should invite me the next time you go play this game. I was like, Really? And he goes, Yeah, absolutely. And he's just become so passionate about it in the last month. And it's, I, I, was, I was talking to another guy who told me that he lost 100 pounds playing racquetball and, and how it totally saved his life and everything. I mean, like, my friend now, he, like, played tennis. He's, like, not good at all, really. But he's now starting to play to the point where he's, I mean, he's hitting, using his size, hitting the ball, like, really, really hard, and he's starting to get more athletic and everything. And how even if you find something you're passionate about that you're not talented about, talent is one of those things that can grow, too. And so it's almost better if you find something that you're not talented at because then it's like as your talent grows then your passion grows too because you get better and better and more successful so yeah I was thinking I was actually going to ask and what you brought up having not having talent but a passion as anyone because we've all talked about what we're good at and how that made our passion or how we're passionate about what we're good at but does anyone have anything that they're not good at that they're passionate about that they do anyway Oh, I'm good at everything. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> not true. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Sure, I'm not any good at ULA. I'm not any good at the choreography. I'm not good at singing lyrics as a part of the cueing process. I'm not any good at cueing, but I enjoy it. I love it. I, I'm inspired by the people that are good at it, kind of like your friend was inspired by you, Harris, at racquetball. I'm the same way. I see these um these great instructors who are magnetic they got great personalities and they're they're really uh tremendous leaders of the of the class and you just want to be there and you want to participate and you want to work as hard as you can because this needs stuff but i'm not any good at it but my skill my skill set is growing my talent level is you know i'm on a steep learning curve because i'm trying to figure out this uh type of music and learn lyrics and learn cueing and learn choreography and i, I got four songs under my belt after two weeks and they're not great, but they're getting better. And so it, it, I think it can be a uh, – uh, you, you got to be inspired by something. The What comes to mind for me, I, uh, I definitely have a natural gift for drawing, depiction, um, lettering, got a steady hand, you know, some of the natural things that really help a person be a good sign painter or window artist. But I think this is where – having role models comes in and also always keeping my eyes on what else is out there and uh, not necessarily because I'm competitive but 
um, I know I could be better. I know there's a journeyman school in Portland or uh, I think maybe in the Midwest too for people to like learn the old-fashioned way. And I know there are some particular skills. And, and the thing about this is it's not – I'm not passionate about researching how to use a different kind of brush and, and all the technical things. Um, but they really would help me, and so that's where I need discipline as well. So there's multiple virtues that have to go hand in hand for me to really continue excelling. And um, I could just keep going doing what I'm doing, but I do want to always be looking for ways to make myself better. Um, and then it, I do find it really rewarding when I do, you know, try something new and and some things. I mean, I tried a different brush the other day and did not like it one bit. Uh, uh, but then kept trying other ones. Now I have, you know, now I know more about myself and it allows me to do better work faster and and broaden my repertoire. So um, to always be looking and going to art shows and looking at other people's work in other cities even, um, that's been really helpful to me. And I just have to, I should set a Google alert or something, a reminder to myself monthly to, you know, hey, look at something outside of what you're doing, back up and look at the big picture. Um, so I don't know that that exactly speaks to your question, but, you know, no matter, I mean, all of us could be really talented at what we're doing, but there's always somebody doing something innovative or interesting or way better or, I mean, so I don't want to lose sight of that and I want to keep broadening my vocabulary, my artistic vocabulary. So personally, one thing that I'm passionate about that I'm, or I've gotten better, but I'm passionate about cooking, sort of. I, my parents own restaurants in the Portland area, and so uh, they opened when I was 11. When I was 18, uh, or when I graduated high school, my mom goes, well, you're going to work in the kitchen now because you need to learn how to cook for yourself when you go to school. And... I was so bad at cooking when I started. I was so bad. I was the only white kid. They all called me Wero, which is like a little white boy. And um, I would just cook bad. Like, I, I would have food sent back and stuff, and, and I would get really frustrated. But then eventually, I mean, it was a passion. I just stuck with it. Um, I found that I was more useful translating between the Mexicans and the front of the house. So I was able to do that, like, a little bit more. And um, then I was able to learn when it wasn't as busy. And even now, my roommate is a really good cook, and he gives me so much shit for some of the stuff that I cook. He just will he'll he'll walk over like and look over my shoulder, and then just like laugh and walk away and be like, I can't, like he's he's just like you are like I can't believe you're cooking that. I can't. And I was just like, yeah, well, fuck off, man. And I think willingness to mess up and to experiment is super valuable too. I just took this class at the Lifelong Learning Center and a totally different medium in watercolors. And I found out over the course of seven weeks that a lot of the other painters in that class are professional painters. And I wouldn't necessarily have guessed because they were just messing around and making mud and and goofing around. And then I would go to their, you know, I'd say, do you have your stuff online? And I'd be blown away. I'd see this stuff. And they, I mean, not to say that they didn't come up with awesome stuff in class too, but they were not afraid to make mistakes. And, you know... And I really like what you're saying about your ULA classes, too, um, Tom, about, uh, I mean, it doesn't seem like you're self-conscious about, hey, you know, I don't have, you know, you're, you're not where some of the other instructors might be in terms of, like, technique, but who cares? You know, you love it. You do it anyway. So I think messing up is super valuable. Sure. I might, yeah. 
yeah, like the old saying goes, change is good. You got to change. You got to be willing to change yourself. You got to be able to live with your cheese being moved, and you got to be willing to challenge yourself. And if you want to get somewhere you haven't been, you got to do something than you, different than you ever did before. And uh, so, I concur. So, do you guys?